good afternoon, everyone. My name is John Harvey, and I'm your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. Yes, I've been gone in and out for a few weeks, taking care of some other things like um, Blexit. You know, as the state director of Blexit Utah, which is a Candace Owens organization, and Brandon Tatum, Officer Tatum, for those of you who uh, watch uh, YouTubes. And uh, I've been trying to take care of some official business, you know, for the organization. But today I'm back and uh, I may sound a little bit out of tune or a little bit out of practice, but give me a few minutes and I'll start screaming. But um, today, you know, I really want to get started with some something that was bothering me while I was uh, on my podcast hiatus. And that's, uh, you know, a few months ago, we had a conversation about churches and one particular church and that I'm quite fond of in so many ways. Um, they, a few months back, early in the summer, they came out and they issued a recommendation. And I said to people at the time, there really shouldn't be a place for the church um, doing the government's job when the government can't get people to comply. So they tried to use an alternative route, such as using your faith. Um, I just think that's just a tacky way of trying to get your agenda pushed. Now, early in the summer, earlier in the summer, the church came out and said that they recommended that the uh, members of the church get vaccinated because it was found safe, which, which is not true. We all, most of us know that's not true because if it was safe, it would have the full approval of the FDA and you could buy it at your pharmacies. That's not the case. Now, I know there's people out there going to say, well, you know what? They did approve the vaccine. No, they didn't. They approved it for emergency use. That's it. There's a big difference, people. Now, my question is simply this. When is the emergency over when almost 65% of the country is vaccinated? When is the emergency use over? But, but that's right now today, that's neither here nor there. We know it is what it is, and they're doing what they're doing, and we are um, hip to it. But the issue I have now today with the church is a few days ago, they came out and said that, and you can look this up on the church page website. The church had stated that if you wanted to go down to Temper Square and look at the Christmas lights, you had to be vaccinated and, and it's not an and or, it is a and wear a mask. Now, what the hell is going on with that? That's kind of like an oxymoron because this particular vaccine is an oxymoron, as a matter of fact, because you take a vaccine so you never have to wear a mask again, but they tell you to get vaccinated and wear your mask. So why not just do this? Just let everybody wear a mask then. If the masks are effective, just leave everybody alone. Let them enjoy their holidays and just say, hey, will you wear a mask? And I'm sure by far, many, many of the church members wouldn't have a problem going along with that. Because that's a practice that doesn't invade the body. And it gives good theater to the rest of the public and those who are, you know, 
those who are vaccinated. It makes them feel better. But I just don't understand why they want both. I mean, you, you're basically saying the mask doesn't work is why you the vaccine doesn't work is why you wearing the mask. But on the other hand, the mask doesn't work is why you're vaccinated. So it's an oxymoron. But but not only that particular issue, there's another side of this that I just don't understand either. You have to wear a mask to walk around in Temple Square. But for those of you who don't know anything about BYU, BYU is owned by the church. But to go to a football game, you don't have to wear a mask. And you're sitting shoulder to shoulder with 65,000, give or take, people in attendance. Now, I've seen people make up excuses how to justify anything. But I need somebody to tell me, how is that just, how does that make any sense at all? Is it about money? Most likely. Most likely. Because I can promise you this, the, ten, the attendance for the Temple Square this year is going to be down. It's going to be greatly down. See, and that's the difference. Anything free, they want you to wear a mask and be vaccinated. But anything that generates a lot of income, masks and a vaccination are <clears throat> not necessary. You know, and I'm not trying to piss people off because you may be LDS or not, but what I'm trying to get you to understand how moronic that policy is. And this is not to personally attack the church at all. If this was the Catholic church, we'd still be having this conversation. If you had to go down to the Vatican and they say, okay, the, the going to the Vatican, you have to be vaccinated. But if you are going to, to some other Catholic event, you didn't have to. So it's not a personal attack on the church. It's just how moronic this move is. And times are tough already with some people in the church when it comes to the vaccine. So now you're making it even that much more difficult because what you're doing is telling your members to now really think how moronic this idea is. Because I promise you, if you said just wear the mask, most people can, could, would do that. Most people would do that without thinking about it. And, and the common sense would be, you know, what? it's Christmas time. It's the holiday. I want to go see the lights with my family. Well, we'll wear a mask just for, you know, a few hours. But you ask him the people to do more than just wearing the mask. You ask him to wear the mask and take the Fauci ouchie. And, and I, for some reason, it's not resonating with the church when they so heavily preach free agency. So, you know, I just wish people, no, I wish the church would figure this out. I wish the church or those who are implementing these policies or even recommending these policies 
to the leaders of the church would stop, sit back and say, well, you know what? We're not part of the government. We're not going to do the government job. We're not going to encroach on our members' personal life because that's what you do. Because you may go to church for five hours on Sunday, but that jab is in you 24-7, 365 days a year. And let's be honest. If something, something happens to you, you're the one that has to deal with the jab. It's not the government because they're protected because they have a liability shield. It's not the pharmaceutical company because they're protected because they have a liability shield. It's not your doctor because he's getting paid to give you a jab. So he's got a liability shield and it goes down the line. You know, organizations other than individuals in this country need to have a backbone. They've got to realize money is not everything. Yes, it's nice to have. It's really nice to have. But you know what's better? It's freedom. Because your freedom means absolutely nothing if you can't spend the money that you're seeking. These organizations, these hospitals, these churches, these government um, facilities that are pushing the jab, they've got, they're getting something out of it. Trust me. Because they know they're upsetting the members, the fellowship of the church. They, they have to know that. The bishops in these wards had to have told, you know, the higher-ups at the church in some kind of way, shape, or form, it's hurting the fellowship. They're pushing people to make these decisions health over God. That's a problem. You should never put your followers in that position. And you can tell me any excuse you want. There are going to be people out there that's going to defend the church no matter what they do. And this isn't a personal attack on the church. This is a common sense question. This is a common sense talk because I'm a Muslim. And I can tell you this right now. As a Muslim, the consequences are greater with me here on earth. As a Muslim, than there is for a lot of religions on the same planet. See, Muslims believe a little bit different. They're, they're more physical retaliation. And for, you, for those of you who don't understand that, we have what's called Sharia law. There is a consequence in the Sharia law. Some of the things that I've said before wouldn't go well. But you know what? Some things I'm not afraid to say I don't truly believe in. I don't think it's appropriate. Because it's my religion and my prophet is a man does not mean the prophet is always right. Because when there are men, at times there would be bad judgments. And you have to understand that. I understand it. I'm man enough to say it in my religion. I wish other religions, not just the LDS religion, other religions realize, you know, hey, wait a minute. This doesn't quite work well with me. I mean, I can mention several people that follow the prophet James, Jim Jones. For those of you who don't know who Jim Jones is, look him up. David Koresh, look him up. At no time, and I'm sure that in your religion, any religion, did God say, give up your common sense and your free agency? 
So my point is simply this. Come on, guys. You know, if we don't start speaking out in volume, you're going to lose this game. You're going to lose this game. And the thing is, you can sit there and think it's nothing's going to happen. It, it, trust me, it's going to happen. Let me give you another little clue. The Democratic Party. Have you noticed how they don't care about their own constituents? Have you noticed how they are taking and implementing laws and these mandates? It just doesn't hurt Trump Republicans or moderates. Moderates. They're doing it to everybody. Everybody. And you know why? Because something is going to happen in 2022 that they do not they do not care. They're going to try to take over the government. Why do you think these people, when they have the power, have been trying to get bills passed where they cannot be taken out of office? Do you understand this? This is actually in the bills. That infrastructure bill for three and a half trillion dollars that they want to get pushed. Part of that is they pretty much can stay in power forever. And they're trying to get it pushed right now before the 2022 election. Now, yes, we have 13 dumbass Republicans that voted for the $1.5 trillion bill when they shouldn't have done that because the Democrats could not have gotten that passed because there were some Democrats that refused to do it. So guess what? 13 Democrats steps up and voted for it. I mean, sorry, Republicans stepped up as Democrats and voted for it. Mitt Romney was one of them. God, I hate that name. God, I hate that name. It's like worse than a swear word. But the thing is, I need people to wake up. You really need to wake up. Here's one for you. I'm going to move on from the church in a little bit. But, you know, there are those right now, for example, if you're a hospital work in some of these hospitals. Now, I'm going to warn you something right now that's going on that most of you that are vaccinated are not, excuse me, that are not vaccinated are going to have to deal with it because I'm dealing with it right now. And check it out. Check this out. I'm trying to get it fixed for you. I've been on the phone with a congressman today, a senator today, a U.S. senator yesterday, trying to get some things fixed. Because those of you that are working in the medical profession, and I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't even matter what profession you're working right now. Though there are no mandates in the state of Utah, if you quit your job, workforce services or it will try to deny you unemployment. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm dealing with it right now with some people that I know that are working for workforce services, messaging me and telling me this is what's going on. If you work at a hospital or some organization, and it doesn't even matter if you have less than 100 employees, Does not matter. They are denying your unemployment. And you can be used religious exemption. Workforce, workforce services is not acknowledging it. Nope. 
So what I need people to do to call workforce services and ask them, I'll take care of the political side, but I need many, as many people as possible to call workforce services and put them on notice that you know what's going on. That is the only way you're going to change it. Because let me tell you why some of these departments and workforce services, it's people doing it because of what they believe in. Not science. They want you to comply to their fear. You know, it's not, it's bad enough when they're juggling your job and your financial hood in front of you to get the jab or you lose everything. That's bad enough. But when they try to make you where you can't get unemployment and you've been paying into that for many, many years, and now you can't have access to it, fall asleep on it and see what happens. I'm telling you, if you're unvaccinated, if you're unvaccinated, you better damn well start protecting yourself and using common sense and get off your asses and do your due diligence. This is not a time to be retroactive. You need to be proactive. You need to put them on notice. You need to put Spencer Cox on notice because they work for Spencer Cox in the state of Utah. I mean, too many people are sleeping and and letting everybody else do the work. In most cases, it's your asses on the line, not mine, but I'm trying to do what I can do to help out. Every once in a while, we're going to need some helpers. So all you have to do is send emails, make phone calls, text messages, whatever you got to do to let them know, hey, we know what's going on. We know what's going on. They are allowing businesses to just basically tell employees, if you don't work here, if you're going to work here, you got to have the jab. But here's something, here's a perspective I want people to realize. Your employer only has you maybe eight to 12 hours a day. But that vaccine stays in your body 24 hours a day, pretty much the rest of your life. If it's typically like most vaccine, though it may not be working and doing what it's supposed to do, but I'm sure it's going to stay in your body for a long period of time. So you tell me, why should your employer be able to tell you what to do the other 16 hours of the day? Because I truly believe if your employer tells you to get the Fauci out, he needs to pay you 24 hours a day. Because you got the injection based on having a job, working for him, and the vaccine just doesn't leave your system every eight hours. That's what I think. And you know what? Time and a half, at least. 16 hours a day, time and a half, because it's overtime. You should never be taken off the time clock if they force you to take the vaccine. because. You take the vaccine at 8 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, you're off work, 7 o'clock, you're having real bad complications. But guess what? Your employer is going to say, well, it didn't happen at work. It didn't happen at the job. No, but it did happen because of them. And that's the difference. As long as they can get you to believe that taking the jab 
they're only responsible for it for eight hours a day, they're absolutely wrong. As a matter of fact, I think it should be for the rest of your flipping life. It just angers me when people still keep using this damn vaccine as a way to coerce people to get injected or their jobs to inject people with the Fauci algae. You know, I've heard several people say something like, oh, Spencer Cotts will never, he won't go for that, really? <laughs> really? Then you really don't know Spencer Cox. You really don't know Spencer Cox. I'm actually trying to get a meeting with him right now. Well, not literally right now, but the next few days and weeks, I am trying to get a meeting with him. And that meeting will be about the Fauci Alchi and maybe CRT as well, because, you know, according to the Democrats now, CRT doesn't exist. According to the Democrats, um, when um, Yonkin won the election in Virginia, the Democrats are not changing their tunes. They're changing their tune. We never asked for prison reform, excuse me, defunding the police. That was something they're saying now that we never asked for that. Are you freaking kidding me? See, this is how the Democrats work. They'll lie, 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 lie. And I guess, I can tell you what, they're the only species that I know that can tell a lie a thousand times, get people to believe that lie, reverse that lie and say, we didn't say that, and get the same dumbasses to believe that lie. Only Democrats can do that. I mean, they're one hell of a species. Unfortunately, they're not on the endangered list. Because I think there's just way too many of them. I probably should watch what I'm saying because next time somebody will report me and get me for a domestic terrorist. Because, because nowadays, if you're a parent and you give a damn about your kid's education, you're a domestic terrorist. But I'm a black guy. I should be immune, right? No, because I'm a coon. I'm a sellout because I believe in the conservative values, conservative ways, because conservatism actually works. It actually, hey, look at four years, 2016 to 2020, four years of pure conservatism. Beautiful four years. Beautiful four years. We all made money. Great times. Great, fantastic times. But anyway, I'm coming to my first break. and. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll continue this conversation when we get back because uh, I like this one. My name is John Harvey, and I'm the host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. We'll see you in a few minutes.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those in between. Yes, I said it, and I said it loud and proud. I'm your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast, and for those of you who may be just tuning in right now, I've been gone a few days or weeks or something like that. Well, here and there, but I, did, I was doing live broadcasts, and I did a, a um, podcast with uh, Sam Bushmi of the Net- Liberty Network, and that was actually my latest podcast. Uh, um, working a uh, a um, deal with Sam. Oh, sorry, I seemed distra- distracted, but I was actually looking at some notes. Yes, I decided to keep notes today. Um, I'm just thinking that. Um, I've been having many conversations because I don't like the way Utah has been run right now or ran right now. I don't like it at all. And most of the people around me know I don't care much for the way Utah runs. The Republican Party runs Utah because, yeah, you're a red state. The capital is a blue city. But at the end of the day, the Republicans really suck. They're weak. At times, mindless. And I don't, <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect, but hey, I'm calling you out the way I see it. You know, the Republican Party in Utah seems to be, and now let me make a clarification, not all Republicans in Utah, because there are some fighters, and, and a lot of them are not in office, and they're upcoming, like my buddy Jason Preston. Jason Preston is going to be a rock star in the state of Utah. That I promise you, he is going to be a rock star. He's running for United States congressman, third district against John Curtis. And uh, he's a real good buddy of mine. And um, he has a fantastic message. I'm going to endorse him. I know some politicians that are going to endorse him as well, sitting politicians that are going to endorse him as well. And uh, they will be sitting down with him. Because he's going to be a rock star. You know, he's new to politics, like myself, and uh, but he picks up things really fast. He knows how the system is supposed to be run, ran, not the way it's going right now. He's a big constitutional guy as well. He's all about the Constitution and the rights of the people. And see, and that's the way all the politicians needs to be. They need to be about the Constitution and the people. See, the thing is, the problem in this country nowadays is these politicians, Utah and any other state. They forget they work for the damn people. They forget. They work for us. Their mentality is, no, 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 no. I worked for you guys when I was getting elected. Now that I'm elected, I don't know who you are. Jason is not that guy. Jason is not that guy. He's that guy that's in a, running for an office to make an absolute difference. As a matter of fact, oftentimes, many times, he gets on my butt and says, dude, you need to run. You need to run. I said, dude, I'm not ready yet. I've got other things I want to do. And I'm truly, I would truly tell you, I'm not ready. I mean, I had a lieutenant government, converse, lieutenant government conversation last night. I'm just not ready. But Jason is. Jason is. If you look at Jason Preston on YouTube, on Facebook, 
you'll definitely know who he is. He's a good-looking guy. Well, he's not as good-looking as I am, but he's a good-looking guy and uh, by far constitutional-wise smarter than I am. So give him a look. Give him a look. Listen to his message. Come see us at events. We do a lot, quite a bit of speaking at times, and he's always at events. As a matter of fact, he's at an event today, but I couldn't get there because of commitments. But look him up, f- listen to his message, you know, and think about giving him and following him, especially if you're in the third, third district down in uh, Utah County. Um, I want to get back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, is that one thing I forgot to mention that um, COVID, oftentimes I tell myself or remind myself to mention this, but then I don't. Okay. There's something about COVID that people don't seem to understand, and that's your healthcare insurance. There's a clause in most of our insurance in our insurance that says if you take an experimental drug, your insurance will not cover you. If you die from an experimental drug and they draw the conclusion that it's an experimental drug, they won't pay for it. That's something that people don't seem to realize. And it's in most insurance policies. Healthcare insurance. So if you've been vaccinated, I suggest that you read your policy and get some clarity because you got to remember this drug is an experimental drug. It's only used under um, emergency use authorization. So one of the things you have to check is your insurance policy, because I hate for you to go to the hospital and you get sick and they tell you COVID and then your insurance company tells you, well, you know what? That's deemed an experimental drug and uh, we don't want to, you know, cover you because I can tell you this right now in a few months, if you with blue cross and blue shield, for example, and they get a lot of people that are having problems with this uh, vaccine, they will implement that in their, in their policy. You best believe it because how insurance companies make their money, they make their money on you making payments and not getting sick that often. That's the same thing about auto insurance. You just keep paying for years and years and years and years and years, and it's literally free money for them. And they don't like to come off of it too easy. They don't like to come off of it too easy. So keep that in mind as far as your insurance. I would call my insurance agency and ask them, before you get the jab, sorry, the Fauci ouchie, I would call my insurance company and ask them, hey, if I get this experimental drug called the vaccine, no matter which variant, ask them, would I be covered regardless of what happens to me um, while I'm sick from COVID side effects? Well, vaccine side effects. There's a lot of things that go on here that they don't tell you, and they will they will throw on you when it's into their best interest. That's how these companies work. 
That's how this country is working right now. It's not about your best interests anymore. Your best interests have gone out the damn door. They're gone. For how long? Who knows? Who the hell knows? But I know they're gone right now because they're proving they don't give a damn about your freedom, your liberties, the Constitution, your Bill of Rights. They don't care about any of that right now. And with all of this going on, guess what's coming back in a few months? The old race card. It's coming back again. The old race card. Every single one of you in Utah that's white will be racist. And you better hope there's not another George Floyd incident. I'm telling you right now, because that's all you're going to hear. That's all you're going to hear. White privilege, white pride. Your house is bigger than my house. That's what you're going to hear. So I've been getting ready for it. I've been getting my psyche ready for it. No, and I'm going to have to deal with it again because I'm going to tell you one thing for sure. It's going to be bigger in 2022 than it is in 2024. Because you know why? Because 2022 gets here first. And the Democrats know organically they're done. They're done. Virginia, New Jersey, prove that. They're done. I still think they cheated in New Jersey, but who, are, who am I? They're done. So they've got to do something really quiet, quick because they got less than 13 months to get it done. It's going to come and... There's other things coming, family. Family, there's other things coming. Democrats do not run to stay in office for two years. And they're not even campaigning yet. So make sure You have all your I's dotted, your T's crossed when it comes to 2022. I just think uh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to vote and eventually get the hell out of Dodge. Um, it's going to be crazy times because uh, if the Democrats win, all hell is going to break loose. And all of you that are sitting out there and not doing anything and just enjoying a good life, well, there's going to be a damper put on that real soon because you took it for granted. You know, I'm sure most of you heard of prepping, preppers. Well, start prepping. You think it's expensive to buy meat right now? <laughs> you think it's expensive to buy clothing right now and the prices are going up because there's nothing available on the shelves. You ain't seen nothing yet. We're just starting. If you never thought about eating lamb or goat, now's the time. Because those ships are still sitting out off, sitting off the shore of Long Beach. And there's going to be a major shortage, just like inflation. Inflation, they're saying, is going up to 11%. How do you survive? 
That's the question I have for a lot of people. How do you survive? How are you going to survive? Do you even know how to survive? Do you know what to do if your power goes out? What can you do when your power goes out? What, light a candle? Let's say there's a shortage of natural gas, because why would we think any different? And if your heat is natural gas, what are you going to do? Buy a big generator? You could do that. But I can promise you, if there's a shortage of natural gas, there's going to be a shortage of gasoline. Because that's what happens in every country that's been taken over by socialists. They starve the people to death where you succumb to whatever edict that they want you to follow. Venezuela was, was, I've said it before, Venezuela was one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Tons of petroleum. (laughs) Tons of petroleum. But everybody was getting the oil, but guess who? The Venezuelans. Guess who was making all the money? The president, Chavez. You see any similarities? You starve the people. You empty the shells. You diminish supply. You weaken the people. See any similarities? Hey, they do this. They do the same thing as Cuba as well. You know, and they what they do is eliminate the middle class. If you eliminate the middle class and then you have two classes, because in the United States, the middle class is what keeps this country running. You get rid of the middle class, you have a poor class, and then you have an elite. See, there's no middle class. See, all the middle class, we're the ones that have all the guns. It's the middle class that has all the guns. It's not the poor people. Well, by per capita, it's not the poor people of this country. It's the middle class. We're also the breadwinners. We're also the 70% that pay majority of the taxes. Well, minus well, four, of the 40% of taxes. I should say that. See, that's how you starve out a country. And you're a damn fool if you think they can't do it. Because most people are so damn spoiled, they have no life skills in forest survival. When you're hungry, you'll do about anything to eat. When your children are starving, you'll do about anything to feed your children. Even if it takes dancing with the devil. That's why we need to learn how to prolong that from ever happening. That's why you need to have a generator. That's why you need to have solar panels. That's why you need to have water, dry goods. So when they do try to starve you out, it's not so easy. You know, they actually said one time, over 90, billion, 90 million people would die in the first 60 days in the United States if we didn't have electricity. Think about that. 90 million people would die if we did not have electricity. Because most Americans do not know how to survive. 
Check that out. That's actually a statistic. Almost 90 million people. It was like 82 million, but I rounded it up just for sound good. But uh, <laughs> but that's the fact would die within a few months. Because Americans do not know how to hunt, a lot of them, especially the city dwellers. Suburbia, a lot of suburbanites don't know how to survive. They always say, oh, that sounds like a good idea. But when it's time to pull the triggers, I always, well, that generator is too expensive. Or, or, you know, those solar panels, and look, I'm not talking about your whole entire house. That's 30000 that's eighteen to $30,000 that you, I mean, that's a big expense. We're talking about something that will sustain your house, you know, just to survive. For example, you're not trying to run your air conditioner. You're not trying to run your fans, your lights, everything at the same time. You're trying to survive. Comfort is gone. Creature comfort has gone out the door. It's called survival. You know, water, fire, and shelter. Especially in Utah. And then you find food. But you got to stay warm. You got to have fire and you need shelter. You have that in your residence and your dry storage is your, is your food. People don't, don't sleep this stuff. Don't sleep this stuff. What we're going through now has happened in other countries. Do not, do not think it won't happen here in the United States. You're really naive. Hey, I was naive. I'm the first one to admit for years. I have said, no, that never would happen here for years. I said, ah, you know what? You know what? They're not going to make us ever take a, vaccine screw them they can't do that well they're trying it i was wrong but then at the same time last year when the election came around they brought out mail-in ballots i kept telling everybody they're gonna cheat (laughs) they're gonna do some crazy crap and guess what happened it happened it happened Gavin Newsom, California. You really think that man won by that big of a margin in California? Really? The reason why they can get away with it is because people automatically, California is a blue state, and there's no chance in hell that a, a Republican could ever win that state. But when you got two to three million people voting out a sitting governor, and he still wins by a large margin, that has to give credence to thought. And that thought is, how in the hell does that happen? Are there that many stupid people in California that are happy, happy living that life in California when every one of their damn members of that state are coming to Utah, coming to Texas, coming to um, Idaho? They're coming to conservative states. They're not going to Washington. They're not going to Oregon. They're moving to conservative states. When people are leaving New York, guess where they're going? To Florida, to Texas. There's no way in hell those two states are as blue as they they pretend to be. There's no way. No way. There's no way. I refuse to believe that because... New York City may be blue, 
but parts of the outskirts are Republican. Same thing about California. Los Angeles, San Diego, those cities, yeah, they're San Francisco, absolutely liberal. But on the outskirts, they're not. Up north, down south, they're not. San Bernardino County, they're not. But that's how they're getting away with everything because we just sit and believe, well, we don't sit and believe everything they say, but we don't question a lot of things. Here in Utah, our city is blue. Salt Lake City is blue. How does that happen? If Salt Lake City can be blue, you damn well better believe it. There's some cheating going on somewhere. This is one of the most conservative states in the country. And the more people that move in this state and they move into Salt Lake City, even those that are coming from California because they don't like, like California policies, but they just might like Salt Lake City liberal policies. And then what they do, they contribute their California mentality to the Salt Lake City mentality, and it becomes a cess, bigger cesspool. You see it all the time. I've actually thought about running for mayor of Salt Lake City just to see how well it turned out. I think, I think I'll be wasting my time. I really believe I'll be wasting my time. I don't think there's no way in hell, at least in the near future, a conservative could win Salt Lake City. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I don't think it's possible, and I don't see too many Democrats, I mean, Republicans trying very hard to win Salt Lake City. I mean, let's face it, there's nothing going down on in Salt Lake City. I mean, if you live down Salt Lake City, you're pretty much a liberal. All the conservatives are everywhere else in the state but Salt Lake City. You hear one, you know, a sighting here and there. Um, you probably find more Republicans at the Capitol building than you would anywhere else in that city. Because Salt Lake City has just turned out to be a cesspool. And then the church and the shit that they're doing are not helping us out at all. They're not doing us any favor because when they start, I'm going to tell you LDS people right now, you're going to get a command. My personal thoughts are you're going to get a command. I'm two for two right now. You're going to get a command from the church. Let me tell you when you're going to get a command. You're going to get a command in probably about three months. Why three months? Because they want to see how many people did that trigger here in the state of Utah. Because, you know, Spencer Cox is saying, now I know this because I know people that work in the state. Spencer Cox is telling the employees, look, we're not going to mandate it right now. So we prefer you guys go ahead and get the shot and do it voluntarily. That's what the state boss is telling people. That's what's coming out of Spencer Cox's administration. Even if you work for the state and you don't haven't heard it yet, you will. You will. You will hear, hear it. But the church is going to do a command. The church is going to do a command for everyone to get vaccinated. It's going to be interesting to see what happens then, because I do know some people that are personally, they're not going to do it. They would just walk away from the church. Because it, go against, it goes against free agency. You're creating conflict and belief when you're doing things that different from what your, 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 your fellowship was taught, your teachings. 
and you're showing that your teachings have holes in it. But anyway, we're coming close to another end of an episode. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, reach out to Jason Preston on Facebook and um, really give him a shot. Great guy. I'm pushing hard for him. I really am. Um, I will be on Thursday. So my name is John Harvey and I'm your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. You guys take care.